The PWC Network. What the world is watching and listening to. This is what you've missed on the Video Game Connection Podcast. The vet, the opinion haver on Twitch, bro. What's up, dude, man? Thanks for coming on, dude. You know? Hey, man, it's a, it's, it's a, I appreciate it. And it's a, nice to meet you, Ivan. Hey, Ivan, uh, do you know how hard this man worked to get me on this show? Do you have any idea? No, no clue, man. No clue? Okay. No. Well, this 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 process has started what months ago. Months he's ago. like he's he's been just spamming my PlayStation <laughs> inbox, well, okay. telling me to always listen to his podcast. Okay, that listen, I listen to, and he didn't even know it because he just assumed I didn't. So he's sending me, yeah, hey, here's the new, here's the okay. link to the new show. You know, I was thinking about should I just ghost homeboy? <laughs> Not ever, because he's trying too hard, man. Well, something's up. So tune in and don't miss out on the Video Game Connection podcast. Now a video podcast. Peace out. You are listening to the Video Game Connection. Yes, that's right, infidels. You found us here, channelattitude.com, Hameen Media Group, where you get the most real talk, the best reviews of all your favorite wrestling shows from AEW and WWE, Impact, and more, because we're going to break it all down with the best staff in professional wrestling at HMG. So you don't need to go anywhere else, because there's no five stars here. There's only $5 face slaps, infidel. So sign up today, channelattitude.com, Hameen Media Group, and join the Hameen Army for the most real talk in professional wrestling. YOLO! We interrupt this regularly scheduled program with breaking news from Dollar Club Wrestling. Dollar Club champion Rock Hard Jim was viciously attacked by a masked assailant outside of 112 North Midland Arena in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania earlier this morning. Here's security footage that we recovered from the scene. After the assault, we were able to get a few words from the not-so-enthused champion via satellite. Who do you call a man that attacks you from behind? I guess the word would be a coward. Well then what is the word for a man who attacks you from behind? It has a mix. I think the word is little bitch. You just made the biggest mistake of your life, little bitch. Because I am the champion. I am Dollar Club Wrestling. And I make the rules. So on October 27th, at Mischief Night, with the title on the line, you will be there, and you will recognize me. If you have any information on this mask assailant, 
please contact your local authorities or email dollarclubwrestling at gmail.com. This is Courtney Bensley from Channel 10 News, signing off.
Tony, and now the PWC, the Pro Wrestling Coalition is on the air for the most exciting two hours of professional wrestling podcasting in the world. We're going to put butts in seats and ears to the streets. And now, here are your hosts, Jimmy T and Jeff Littman. Hello everyone and welcome to the PWC Extra. I'm your host Jimmy T and my co-host is back, he's evil, he's evil dose, he's Dr. Jeff Lippman. Welcome back to the Extra and what a week we've had in the world of professional wrestling. A whirlwind, a whirlwind indeed. <laughs> a whirlwind is an understatement. I mean, Extreme Rules with Bray Wyatt returning, that was crazy. We've got the Moxley friggin' re-signing with AEW for five years. If there's even going to be an AEW in five years, to be fair, either way he wins because he'll get paid. And uh, I mean, where do we start? But I, th- I think it's best we start with some Bray Wyatt news, right, Jeff? Sure. Let's start with Bray Wyatt news. Well, let's let's get into it because we've got all sorts of uh, rumor roundup here, but. But starting with the first rumor of the day, we get Bray Wyatt's return to Extreme Rules was well received, apparently, Jeff. That's by WWE officials. That, that, that's a fact. Well, per Fightful Select, the report also notes that some of the references used in the White Rabbit teasers had to be approved, but otherwise regular members of the WWE creative team weren't involved in them, apparently. Hmm? Apparently, WWE's creative team were not involved with the build-up to Bray Wyatt. Yeah, that, that that doesn't surprise me. All of that is Bray Wyatt stuff. I mean, that that's his work, and he he's magnificent on his own. He's really creative, and he's, you know... I mean, if, if you look at horror films and, and things like that, he's, he's sort of derivative, but for wrestling, it's amazing. Yeah, no, no doubt about it. And um, I, I just hate... I mean, he's put on a fair bit of weight, though, Jeff. I don't know. We saw, we saw him once from an unflattering angle. It's a big man. Oh, uh, yeah, it's true. Well, anyway, look, we'll, we'll see what they do. Apparently, he's going to be appearing on SmackDown. I was hoping he was going to be on Raw. They sort of teased us like he was going to appear on Raw, but yes, he did. didn't appear on Raw. No, he didn't. But well, we, we got, we got you know, uh, uh, demonic Guy Fox type video in, in the TV, a la, you know, black and white Max Hedrum. <laughs> Yeah, well, what do you think his theme will be? Do you do you think it'll be the White Rabbit theme? What do I think his theme will be? Um, yeah, like, do you think it will still have the same old ones, or are we going to go White Rabbit? I'm I'm pretty sure you and I talked about this once. I I don't think he's going to have a theme. I I think that if he's all of the Wyatt Six, like if he plays all the characters at times, I think he's going to have multiple themes. But I don't know. I I mean. I think it's, you know, that creepy version of he's got the whole world in his hands. That's probably the one they're going to use. Um, I mean, I think the airplane one is maybe too expensive to license. Well, but the folk song one is probably pretty cheap. Um, so I don't know. I, I'm waiting to hear. I, I don't get caught up in music normally like the way some people do. I just hear some things I like that bad than the other, but it doesn't, it doesn't make my day. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. For me, I, I love the like. If I like the song, I generally like the wrestler. If you know what I mean. But uh, sometimes the the music can really make a guy, man. 
Okay, for that matter. Definitely the right music and the right wrestler is, is a winning combination. But you know, sometimes you know, sometimes I like a song and I don't really like the wrestler, or or I like the wrestler and I don't like the song. So you never know. I, you know, and, and sometimes I think the presentation is exactly perfect and um and everybody I know does, but the crowd doesn't seem to care. A la Karrion Cross. I think that entrance and that presentation is freaking amazing and crowds don't seem to care. Yeah, I guess so too. I think that the thing with Cross, I think it's over sort of booked his entrance, if that makes any sense. I love the whole thing. I don't know what to say. And and I think um Charlotte Bordeaux tries too hard, man. Charlotte Charlotte? Scarlet. Sh- oh Scarlet. Did I say Charlotte? I mean Scarlet yeah. Bordeaux. Yeah. That's right. Scarlet is perfect. I have no notes. Uh, here we go. Well, in other tidbits, we get Wrestling Observer's Brian Alvarez said that there are two reasons why some wrestlers want to leave AEW and return to WWE. First, they have more faith in Triple H leading the way than Vince, obviously. Second, they don't work enough in AEW and prefer WWE's busier schedule, apparently. Do you buy that? Uh, well, I think it varies. I mean, it's interesting they say they trust Triple H more than they trust Tony Khan because that seems like... It seems like they would have preferred to have stayed with WWE all along if it wasn't for Vince, which is possible. Um, the second part only makes sense, and it, and it adds to the to part A, if a lot of the AEW wrestlers are paid on appearance, like for they get paid when they wrestled or when they wrestle when they're told to fly in. Um, but there there are those there, there are wrestlers out there. There's and it's sort of a generational thing, and it's hard for me to believe and fathom. But there are people who they want the accolades they want to be on tv you know they don't take the booker t the scott hall the kevin nash advice that says take the check and if you're in, in catering take the money son don't be an idiot um some of them want to be there they you know i guess they they see this as their path to stardom uh, you know is you know which you know i would return to them that there might be 15 wrestlers in the history of wrestling that, that can actually be called stars um but Whatever. I do. I believe him. Yeah. Do I think he actually has sources? No. I think he's just making stuff up that sounds right. Or he talked to two people. You know, he talked to his friend Filthy Tom Lawler, who told me I talked to some of my guys, and you know that's what they're saying. <laughs> yeah, I'm not a hundred percent certain about that, but I don't. Know. I don't know. We'll see. I, I mean, I guess a lot of guys are returning, knowing they've got a busier schedule in a, in WWE. Between AEW, all the but... people on Alvarez's network, they've all predicted every possible scenario. <laughs> true. That's true. Well, keeping with the Observer, Dave, Dave Meltzer wrote in Sports Illustrated that WWE contacted Rene Paquette to return to the company for its recent shakeup to the commentary teams, but apparently she rejected their offer. Do you buy that, Jeff? Yeah, Sure. I buy it. Why, why wouldn't she want to work with her husband? He just signed a five-year deal where he's the leader. He's getting a fair amount of guaranteed money. He's still allowed to do New Japan and other international partners, which I guess would include AAA and unnamed partners in the future. It doesn't include the indies uh, in the United States, which is why he had to drop the GCW title uh, and end his career in GCW or whatever the stipulation was. Um but sure, why would a husband and wife want to work together and travel together and they can, you know, drop the kids off with the grandparents and it's the same every week and their work schedule is less predictable? Yeah, 
Sure, why not? He's making enough money for the both of them, so why not? They can they can uh, have sex in hotels. Yeah, as he says in his book. But uh, what do you think he's on, roughly, in this new five-year deal? Do you think he's making at least a mil a year? I think that he's probably got to be whatever whatever Jericho and Punk, you know, are or were making. It, it's got to be near there. Uh you know, either if it's not in, you know, direct money, you know, for merchandise percentages and royalties and other things. But no, I I think for sure he's probably making, you know, he, I think he's probably making at least what Cody wanted to make, which I would be, probably be three to five million dollars a year. It's pretty good money. It's damn good money in wrestling. Yeah. It's damn good money in anything. Well, not Major League Baseball, but for... for oh, the NBA. <laughs> right, yeah. But, for, but anywhere else, it's damn good money. Well, PW Insider confirms that the Valhalla Awaits teaser in on SmackDown last Friday was for the returning Sarah Logan. Fightful says it's part of a plan to slowly reintroduce her alongside her husband Eric and his Viking Raiders partner Ivar. Yay. I'm not looking forward to this whatsoever. Yeah, as well. I, I categorize the Viking Raiders the same as the Good Brothers. Damaged goods. Oh, no. No one, no one cares. They are their best days. Either nobody saw, or way behind them. I disagree with that. I think the Good Brothers are much better than the Viking Raiders. But uh, yeah, that's just me. But in other news, get, get this, just Jeff. You. It's not just me. You but just said it's just you. I'm agreeing with you. It's just you. Anyway, Mia Yim is officially a free agent after her Impact contract expired recently, according to Fightful. Does that mean we get a return to WWE, Jeff? I hope not. She's another zero, but it's not just her. I mean, you have Matt Taven's contract, Vincent's contract is over with Impact, Mike Bennett's contract is over with it, Maria Canales' contract is over with Impact, and and now Mia Yim, who, who, who's still on contract with, with, I mean, Eddie Edwards forever because he can't get a job anywhere else, Sammy Callahan, Moose, and what, uh, uh, who's the guy? Ace Austin is that? Is that the, their guy? And Chris Bay is. I mean, is that the entire Impact roster? Oh, and Frankie Kazarian on loan. So, cool, awesome. And well, people say more... don't sleep on Impact. Why? Who's who's left? Rhino, Rhino, and Heath Slater. Rhino, please. Heath Slater looks all right actually right now. Well, I would I would have no idea. I mean, is, is Eric Young still there? I mean, I have no yes, idea. Is Storm still there? Uh, I didn't see him the last time I watched it, but he might be. But he cares, right? I mean, I, I don't know. I asked, so I must care a little. But uh, I, I, yeah, I mean, I guess I asked a silly question: Who's left on contract with Impact? I mean, obviously they probably have twenty or twenty-five people on some type of contract. But they, I, I joke on Hammerlock Hangover. It's another week, and another person leaves Impact. And if I ever miss a week. Or there wasn't one a week. The next week there's two. Well, this this week there's five. So I have, <laughs> I have, I have a th- I have a three week uh, margin of error there. Well, more on the John Moxley contract extension. PW Insider uh, reports that John Moxley's contract extension with AEW. The deal was actually signed right around the All Out pay per view. Apparently, Jeff. At one point, Moxley's deal actually expired, and he worked on a handshake agreement until they finalized the new deal but there was never any concern initially i mean internally and he might be looking to that he might have been looking to go elsewhere so yeah i mean we've already discussed this but 
I find it interesting that he signed back at all out. I do too. Good timing for him. Good timing for for Tony Khan. He couldn't have possibly known what was happening afterwards, or or if he did, that shows uh, he's even weaker uh, than we thought before, which is pretty weak. But um, I, I mean, I knew that his contract had expired in May, so all that was what June. Yeah. Uh, no. Or was it July? September, wasn't it? Jesus. Or was it July? Or was it August? August, September, man. Surely. Well, okay. That's a long time for him to work on a handshake deal. But I mean, Tony Khan's done that before, where where he's had people work just on a handshake deal. I, I don't know. I I always thought he would just sign a one year extension, but um, you know, if they're gonna making him the guy, he listen. If he was working a handshake, he worked hard. He worked his ass off during that four or five months. So. If that's the case, good for him. Um, I'm just trying to get the time. Okay, all I was the recent one with the scrum. So, yeah, that was within the last, uh, what, five or six weeks. It was Double yeah. or nothing was, was the one right. before that. Exactly. So, yeah, it's been a while. But um, but anyway, look, he seems loyal. He I can't see him ever leaving AEW unless it goes bust. And by then, he'd probably be done anyway. So, yeah, good on Moxley. Because even if they don't fucking work out, I'm talking about AEW. He'll still be getting paid. So well, yeah, it's a long term contract. Still, well, it doesn't matter. I mean, if the company goes bust, the contracts go bust with it. This is this isn't Does like it? W this isn't like WCW where they had contracts with a Time Warner and, and they just fold the WCW oh, Time true, Warner's true, good point. I mean, unless Tony Khan personally guaranteed them, knowing that dumbass he probably did. But, <laughs> or would have, but his father wouldn't let him do that much. Um yeah, if, if the if the company goes bust, those contracts end with it. But uh, hopefully, he got a signing bonus or something up front for his sake. I'm sure he did. Well, because AEW is having brutally low ticket sales. I know Full Gear is still two months away, but they've sold less than ten percent. They sold as of yesterday nine hundred and twenty-four tickets out of over ten thousand tickets that are available for distribution at the moment. Wow, that's pretty bad, man. It's terrible. Wow! Terrible. They sell shit quickly. It's usually the end where they have to play catch up. True. Well, they're playing. They're playing catch up right now. But uh, but anyway, still on AEW news, we get Wrestling Observer source saying that the issues in the AEW locker room aren't solved, and as the people causing problems were contacted by WWE in some form, and now want to leave, but aren't being allowed to. They also express frustration that Tony Khan hasn't done enough. To punish the people who are acting out hmm what do you think about that jeff i it all i mean it all passes the smell test uh, i mean we we know we we got the the conflicting report reports about malachi black from malachi black um yeah you know we got similar reports from buddy matthews they weren't as concrete we know that andrade has been trying to get himself fired everybody's saying that out loud now um and so why wouldn't we hear the same thing about, you know, and for every person we hear about, there's probably five or six others who aren't talking as much. Um, so, yeah, and Tony Khan hasn't done anything. I mean, we still haven't heard anything about the investigation he launched into the bots. Uh, so we don't know anything about this investigation. And I guess there's now going to be another investigation regarding Andrade and Sammy. And obviously, you know, Andrade was sent home, but Guevara wasn't and was in several segments. And in fact, scored the pinfall for his team's victory which 
could have easily been reversed if you insisted on putting him on TV. You could have at least had Jericho scored a pinfall. They could have taken the loss. I mean, by wrestling, we talked about this once. Wrestling Logic 101, you know, if you think Brian is supposed to beat Jericho, his team should have won. Yeah, no, you're right. And we did speak about it. I can't remember if it was on the channelattitude.com show or the skirmish, but we did touch on it, no doubt about it. It was probably uncaged because it was after Battle of the I think it was. I think you're right. I think it was uncaged. As We've a matter been spending of fact. too much time together. <laughs> That's right. We we mixed it up with me and Kev on the machismo just before we did the extra. So Nothing check that out. More like sexy time. Absolutely. So check that out on YouTube, and on uh, we're also on Facebook Live, Twitter, and uh, and Twitch. So Ooh. check that out before they go on the download in audio form. My goodness, yeah, on, you definitely want to see that absolutely um anyway let's move on to the next bit of news because we get a clip making the rounds from the recent interview with ariel hawani tony khan mentions cm punk along with evps kenny omega and the young bucks as people who have office jobs for AEW. i guess it confirms it with punk jeff <laughs> what office job does he have oh who the fuck knows probably crybaby fucking job who complaining probably even <laughs> do they even have offices i know that i mean they share offices with the jacksonville jaguars how how many how many people are the jaguar how much extra space do the jaguars have who the fuck knows i i, I don't know it's I, I i think maybe they have jobs and they have offices i doubt they're in them very often well, yeah, let's just move on from that because who cares about those guys for now? Because only Lockman has actually been back with WWE for a while and he's working a full time in a coaching role, Jeff. Only Lorcan, Biff Busick. Oh, my goodness. Miniature yes. Cesaro, who's not as handsome as the other mini Cesaro, who is working. So, uh, <laughs> only Lorcan, do you think he sees Giovanni Vinci and goes, I hate you? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> I mean, shit, who knows? But uh, yeah, that's kind of kind of interesting. But um, do, you, do you think the butch like no sells him? He's like, hey, what's up, Pete? He's like, do I know you? <laughs> Speaking if you know him, we've got Matt Taven, Mike Bennett, Maria Canales, and Vincent are all believed to have finished up with Impact Wrestling, says PW Insider, and are believed to possibly be joining WWE. Honor no more. I. I would laugh. I mean, listen, this is getting a little bit ridiculous. Everybody thinks everyone's going to WWE right now. It's 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 like, you know, the reverse AEW fever. They can't possibly it's kind of, all be going. It's the case, though. Uh, well, I don't know. They can't possibly all be going, but I never would have thought the Good Brothers would be. Well, here's the thing about the Good Brothers. Oh, I never I, thought they would be back in WWE. Come on, bro. Here's the thing about the Good Brothers. It's consistent with what Triple H has been doing where – he's been writing some wrongs. So like people right. who probably shouldn't have been cut or, you know, they were given new contracts and then cut like a few months later so that their entire lives and plans were upended. And he seems to be, it, it's as much goodwill as it is anything else. So I wouldn't be surprised, like I wouldn't, aside from the Bray Wyatt stuff, I wouldn't be surprised about Eric Rowan. He didn't deserve to be cut. I, you know, I don't know, you know, I, um, who's the other jabroni? Jonah, I wouldn't be surprised. He didn't really deserve to be cut either. So I wouldn't be surprised about them. But bringing in people from the outside, I, I mean, Mike and Maria, they didn't really deserve to be resigned. But you could also say they didn't deserve to be cut after being resigned. But they've said such, such shit since. I don't know if Triple H would prefer they come on board 
and it sort of silences those words and make those words meaningless or he'd be like they they threw shade our way and so they're dead to me he seems like the kind who will sign people and and let their action you know erase their words of course the iwc won't remember it i don't know i don't really think that mike and maria add anything taven's a good enough worker he'd be fine in nxt um i like vincent uh i think he'd be great with the bray stuff if in fact there's going to be you know characters either a faction or if it's my dream of the, the the puppets come to life as wrestlers but even if not if it, if he's got backup of you know faction that vincent would be a, a you know perfect guy for that they actually think alike they they have a similar look it's like vincent sort of like a combination of elias and bray but smaller um much smaller <laughs> they're both horror buffs by the way there's a Garden of Doom episode. It's entitled The Horror King, where Vincent is my guest, and we talk about his love of horror, and we talk about a little bit of wrestling as well. Yeah, Just quietly. Check it out, right? Just quietly, right here on the PWC Network. Right here on the PWC Network. Like I said, we'll talk about this off the air. I think there's value in these guys in WWE, even including Matt Taven. I said it, right? I can, People have always, you know, you either like him or you, or you really despise Matt Taven. I kind of like him, but I understand everybody's frustration with him because really he's got the look. He just doesn't have anything else, really, <laughs> if he's that makes fine. any sense. I mean, he when he's a heel, he sounds a little bit like The Miz, but he's not as clever. He works okay. He's sort of long and lanky, but they've already got Grayson Waller, Duke Hudson, and you know, a whole bunch of other guys sort of in in – you know, they've got the, the, the two cowboy dudes who get into bar fights, Briggs and Jensen. I mean, they all sort of fit the same mold. I mean, Taven's a little, like, maybe he could work with them. He's fine. He's a, he's a nice guy. He's, he's worked in the business a long time. It wouldn't, it wouldn't kill anyone to give him a, a good payday. But, I mean, it's not like people are going to tune in for Matt Taven. He'd make a fine Mercy mercy buzzer, though. Or, you know, he's <laughs> tall enough and lanky enough. He could pull off a... a Florida shirt, but I think he's from, um, well, not Florida shirt, but like a beachcomber shirt. But I think he's actually from Massachusetts. He is? I'm not sure, man. So um, I don't think he could but, do that Bayou thing. Uh, does it really matter, though? Let's be honest. I don't know. For Mercy Buzzard, who's supposed to be Mercy Wayland, that was, uh, uh, what's his name? Dan. Oh, God, I can't believe I can't Spivey. Remember. Dan Spivey. Spivey. Dan Spivey, right? So he's supposed to be like Cape Fear, you know, sort of southern, right. you know, southeast, swampy guy. I don't know. Maybe he can pull it off. I don't know. Listen, Matt Taven's a Melvin. He's Matt Taven, and he's a Melvin. <laughs> uh, well, we'll wait and see. It's, nevertheless, it's kind of interesting anyway on my part. Um, we've got news about AEW's investigation in the post all our brawl, Jeff. We do. I didn't know that. Well, apparently she has stalled due to threatened legal action and one person's refusal who? to cooperate. Wait, wait, who? Sorry? Who threatened legal action? Doesn't say who, but it says uh, one person's refusal to cooperate oh, per Wrestling Observer Newsletter. That's the impact. So, who else wouldn't cooperate with legal Yeah, it would have to be. It would have to be. Action. But as a result, no one has been let go yet, including a still. There's also no time frame for anyone to return at this point, Jeff. What's going on here? Loggerheads. I, I mean, it's obvious to CM Punk because what else would stop it from, from a steel being fired? I mean, that that, that was the lowest hanging fruit. That, 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 that was your John Laurinaitis of this situation that, that you know he's destined. And it's only delaying it. I mean, he's still destined for it. 
But CM Punk is a litigious bastard. Um, I know everyone out there saying, Tony Khan has all the money in the world. I'll pay all the money in the world when he just buy the guy off. So, I mean, <laughs> yeah. you know, so uh, maybe I, I don't know what's going on here. I, I honestly don't. I don't think there were any good guys here. I think Tony, I, I think there's probably legal stuff going on. I heard Tony's interviews where he wouldn't comment on a bunch of things. And he does that. I mean, and people are saying that he's copying out or whatever, and he just doesn't want to talk about it. There's some things he's uncomfortable about, but I think one thing that his dad probably taught him is that people like to sue rich people and rich people like to sue and don't say anything that you don't want to be used against you in a deposition or in court. And I think he, I think he's smart enough to know that. Um, but I think at the same time, he's looking at the ratings. He's looking at the ticket sales. He's looking at merch sales. He's looking at pay-per-view buy rates, and he's going to see what's happening without all these guys and what he can and can't do without them. Um so I, I think everything's in sort of a holding pattern. I mean, I assume they have legal teams looking into this, but they probably really are slow walking the investigation so that when they decide what to do legally speaking, um, they have all their ducks in a row or they say, we really can't pin this on anyone, boss. It's best to just settle. Well, do you think any of these guys will actually return to AW or do you think they're all done? I think there's always a chance that people are going to turn. A, it's wrestling. B, this is a contract and legal dispute. I mean, most legal disputes by far, over 90%, no matter what you're talking about, settle. So um, I don't think this is any different. And you have a very deep pocket who doesn't really love confrontation. He's He has said that, that he doesn't like confrontation. Um, he's borrowing lawyers from the jacksonville jaguar staff um uh, you know uh, i'm sure he doesn't want to pay lawyers fees i'm sure he doesn't want all of this dirt to come in i mean there's literally however many people were in that meeting or near that scrum there, there's probably 70 witnesses between wrestlers wrestling media techs event staff people who work for the for the venue uh, you know, ARA or who or or syntax, who, who, whoever is providing the food. You know, I mean, all all, all these different security, regular police. Uh, there might even be a criminal investigation pending for for some of this. So that's a really long way of saying I don't know. I think everything's in a holding pattern. We just have to wait and see. I don't want to. I don't want to be irresponsible and speculate. Well, one thing's for sure: these. This group of guys cannot be in the same locker room ever again. I just don't see it working. I mean, you, That's it. It's done. The one question I ask, do, do I think that they'll wrestle again? If this doesn't get resolved in CM Punk's you know, satisfaction, I think it's 50-50 where he wrestles again anyway just because of his age and his injuries and, and, and the way he failed to acquit himself well in the ring. Uh, if he can work it out, and then I think he would want to show that he has one last run in him where he's not made of cardboard. I don't think this is how he wants to go out. <laughs> The Bucks and Omega will definitely wrestle again. They're not leaving wrestling. It's just a question of no, no, where or when they would go. So yes, if they would ever wrestle again, I think the only question mark there is is if CM Punk's body allows him to. Well, I was talking more specifically in AEW to be precise, okay. not retire. But uh, I just think these these group of guys just can't be in the same company at the same time anymore. It's just done. I. Uh, Not with CM Punk's attitude, man. He won't allow it. I think that you're probably 
right to an extent, but I don't know any of them well enough to know if they can't firewall themselves away from each other and just do what they have to do in the ring or don't work programs together and just you go your way, you go mine. Um, I don't know. But yeah, I, I think if I was the bet, I would say CM Punk will not wrestle on AEW again and Omega and the Bucks will. Hmm, interesting. Well, regarding the Andrade Sammy Guevara backstage altercation, Jeff, mm-hmm. which is interesting, one source told the Wrestling Observer Newsletter that Chris Jericho backed Guevara and said he did nothing wrong, which led to Guevara not being punished. That source said this was a double standard because the Elite didn't throw any punches against CM Punk and was suspended anyway. Well, we spoke about this and I actually alluded to it. I, it was obvious that Jericho had Sammy Guevara's back. I'm talking about in terms of politically, he definitely had his back. I could just see it. Absolutely. But, I mean, people are also conflating throwing punches with doing something wrong. I mean, first of all, the Bucks didn't throw any punches. We don't know that to be true. So, but we do know that they did kick in the door. So it's not like they were sitting around as church, you know, choir boys and uh, CM Punk attacked them from behind. So, I mean, right. not throwing punches doesn't mean that you're innocent. Those, those, so... <laughs> But yeah, I mean, obviously Jericho has Guevara's back. He's had his back since day one. I mean, Guevara has been, you know, in some ways he's a, he's a highlight reel, you know, if you want to look at the right places. But he's also a disaster reel and a botchamania reel if you want to look at the wrong places. And there's and they're evenly split. But personality-wise, he's he's been terrible. He's, you know, he, he almost killed Matt Hardy a few times. He almost killed Ruby Soho recently. Uh, he, he had the issue with Sasha early on where he got suspended. Um, he got into the, the thing with Eddie Kingston, though Eddie seemed like a little bit of a snowflake about the whole thing. Um, <laughs> but I don't, I don't know what locker room decorum is. I don't know what the wrestler etiquette is or was. Um, and now we got into this one. So, I mean, he, he's sort of the common denominator for everything. So, And we know that Jericho has a disproportionate amount of stroke. I mean, I think that Jericho is sort of Tony Khan's security blanket and i think he just bought moxley as a second security blanket well funny enough <laughs> apparently andrade hid in the hallway in the hallway waiting to ambush sammy from behind <laughs> that's the word on the street man <laughs> you know one thing about andrade that that, that we've sort of seen and he, he does seem like one of those guys that's perpetually unhappy like he was a True. he was unhappy in WWE. He wanted to. I mean, he's the one who asked for his release, and it got granted because he had the Charlotte power. Um, and now he's unhappy that, and he is being booked like shit. I don't know what he's getting paid. I mean, he looks like a clown on there, so I don't blame him for being unhappy. But he was unhappy before. I mean, you know, uh, FTR they're perpetually unhappy. There's, there's like a list. The Nero seems to be perpetually unhappy. The, you know, everyone can't be. Roman Reigns or John Moxley, you know, sort of always at the top of their various promotions. Yeah, for sure, man. I agree. Um, let's move on, though, to apparently WWE's decision to drop Electra Lopez from Legado del Fantasma apparently was made no earlier than Wednesday, Jeff. She was originally supposed to join the group on SmackDown this week, but those plans obviously changed now that Zelina Vega is back in WWE. Do you believe in that, or you thought, or do you think they were going with Zelina Vega all along? I think. Well, 
I don't know. I'm mean, but Zelina Vega never didn't leave WWE since she came back. I mean, she had ab surgery, but she looks great. Um, I think Electra Lopez's problem is that she's she's not that great a wrestler. She's an okay talker, but she's too big for Legado del Fantasma, who are three pretty small guys. Zelina Vega is a tiny woman. She's thick, bro. She's thick. Come on. But she's also tall, and she's she's yeah, the yeah. same size as the men. Zelina's not, so so she gives right. the illusion that they're big men, and and Zelina has more individual charisma, which I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but yeah, I don't think this was always the plan because otherwise, why would Electra have gotten into the the suburban or the SUV with um, Andrade? Not Andrade Santos when he when he said to Legato, "You think I'd leave without you all?" And they all got into the suburban together. Now. Maybe they make her Abby the Witch, <laughs> or no, no. or bring her along. I I don't know. I I mean, listen, she was good for the act, but if she got cut tomorrow, is it a loss to the pro wrestling world? No. Is it sad for her? Yes. But would anyone else rush to hire her as a wrestler? Probably not. She's a she's a she's a subpar wrestler, and that's why they tried to make her a personality. Yeah, I agree with that 100%, man. Well, in other news, Meltzer says that Daniel Cormier isn't committed to any dates with WWE beyond Extreme Rules. That doesn't surprise us, right? No, especially not after we saw him. But, I mean, yeah. I mean, we had the discussion where you were trying to tell me how he's a, a UFC legend and he's a real star. I'm like, He ah. is. He is a UFC legend, bro. Yeah, Come right. on. See, I don't care. But, you know, but after seeing him, how he looked, I mean, he basically looked like Homer Simpson. So, I mean, there's there's... I'm sure there's zero interest after seeing that dad bod, um, you know, in, in everyone's like him against Brock Lesnar. I'm sure at this point, be like, nah, no thanks. So fine. Well, good. Hard pass. Apparently, that would be, we're interested in him a few years ago. So I don't know, man. We'll, we'll, well see. I That's mean, still... listen, there's photographic evidence of what I look like a few years ago versus what I look like now. The years are not always good to us, especially when we get older. That's true. Unfortunately, yes. Um, on a YouTube gaming stream this week, Ronda Rousey said she wanted to use Legos in her Extreme Rules match with Liv Morgan, but apparently AEW did that recently, and they didn't want people to think that they were copying, so they didn't go through with it. That was from her mouth. Okay. I mean, if if that's going to be the resistance, you got a lot of problems because AEW does everything every week. I mean, <laughs> they, they go through 10 years of stipulations in four months. True. That's so true. Well, another insider says that Becky Lynch was backstage at Raw this week, which has led to some speculation that she could be progressing ahead of schedule on her recovery from injury, Jeff. Good. Um, I, I don't know the why her being backstage fuels that speculation other than people just like to speculate. I mean, why wouldn't she be where her husband works on one of his big nights? I mean, <laughs> you know, maybe they got the, the grandparents to watch the kids for, you know, five or six days and they, they decide to spend some quality hotel time together without, you know, kids crying in the middle of the night. I mean, and, you know, they had, a, you know, extreme rules and then they have this show and they got hotels and catering and then, you know, they're friends. So why not live it up? Now, if she's ahead of schedule, great. Becky's terrific. So... You know, we we could use her back. We could use Charlotte. We they could use her back. They could use Scarlett back. Um, Charlotte. Now you have me doing it. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, Sasha, Naomi, uh, any day now. Whenever you're ready, ladies. Um, so. 
Talk oh, yeah. Oh, well, well, I'm still waiting for that Thursday night all women's wrestling show. Well, speaking of women, we have uh, a, a news TV about Soraya's segment on this week's, or last week's, AEW Dynamite. Meltzer said, obviously, she was cleared to wrestle. So, I don't know if you want to call that news or not, but she was apparently cleared a long time ago. She was cleared by Dr. Michael Sampson, who is the Jack doctor that you see near the ring, Doc Sampson, they call him, which is a throwback to the uh, Marvel comic books, the Hulk's friend, Doc Sampson, who uh, was also Jack. But, uh, you know, but it was also revealed that WWE doctors wouldn't clear her and Impact doctors wouldn't clear her. So, <laughs> fingers yeah. crossed for Soraya. Fingers crossed for Soraya, indeed. Uh, PW Insider, though, pushed back on the rumor that Jeff Hardy is returning to AEW soon. The site notes that Hardy is not expected to return from his suspension until his legal matters are cleared up and he's shown he can maintain sobriety. Good. That's, that's what should happen because I know his pretrial was just delayed. Uh, at a request of the defense counsel, and that probably means that he's undergoing more treatment or doing more things or whatever it is. It seemed like he was out of rehab, but maybe he needs to go back in. I I don't know. But whatever it is, when the defense asks for a postponement and waives their right to a speedy trial, it's not usually because they're trying to collect evidence. It's usually because they're trying to do what's called mitigation, which is to get him into some sort of in-depth stringent uh, structure, treatment schedule, something to make the court think that it's going to stick this time because he has a bad record. And not for nothing, if he if he's convicted of anything, you know, probably even of any of the underlying sp- tickets in Florida, he's going to have, he's probably going to face violations of probation in North Carolina as well. Um, and who knows where else he might have parole and probation situations. So, yeah, I, and and I don't blame him, and and they should wait for him to maintain his sobriety. They shouldn't pull the trigger on him right away. Nobody needs to see Matt Hardy in in the ring period. No, you know, seeing the Hardy boys together isn't that great. Jeff Hardy didn't bring in a lot of new eyes to it. So you know, if all of if all of the bad stuff that's been happening and surrounding AW outside of the ring is any lesson, maybe it should be a lesson to Tony Khan. To why don't you just try to book wrestling shows with the talent you have, and not try to worry to sort of spot fest us all, you know, in the show and sort of through debuts and and you know faux partnerships with you know indie wrestlers and other promotions and things like that. Just just focus on your shit and your product. Good point. Um, this this next news tidbit though, Jeff's going to get you giggling for sure because apparently Bandito actually hasn't signed a deal with AEW yet. So get this, in an interview he did with Mas Lucha, Bandito mm-hmm. said he's still in talks with AEW, but has also received an offer from WWE. Ha-ha. <laughs> <laughs> how, do, how, do you, how do you make that laugh in Spanish? ja 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 Good, good. Very good. Very nice. Um, well, g- good for you, Bandito. I mean, if, if there was ever someone that I'd be surprised about to get a bidding war, you're it. Not that, you, not that you don't deserve it. It's just, you know, there's a lot of luchadors out there, but good. Make them pay. I mean, personally, I think that AEW has more than enough people on their roster and and a lot of luchadors also. 
WWE is getting pretty cluttered too, but they don't have a lot of luchadors, and one of them is really old, and one of them is whose son, who's not really a luchador. Um, and Legado del Fantasmo's entire act is that we're not luchadors. So, sure, you know, he'd be sort of unique. And in NXT, they've got this, you know, a lot of these British, you know, sort of lucha style wrestlers, the Nathan Frazier's, the Wesleys, uh, Axiom. So he'd actually probably fit in really well. And I, I think, you know, again, I, I think that he and Dragon Lee in any promotion are the two best luchadors in the world, and neither one of them assigned right now to anyone. Well, uh, look, I've got a feeling he will end up in WWE, in my opinion. Uh, I just, he's playing hardball right now with AEW, as he should. You know what I mean? I mean, even a hug didn't work for TK to bring over Bandito, which well, I bet he's I, been trying to sign for a long time now. Tony always says that something, I mean, you can never believe anything. Like, that's why I don't really believe him with John Moxie's, you know, it took him so Tony never tells you the truth about timelines. His timelines are always false. Uh, or he's confused because he's on cocaine. What? Huh? Who said that? Maybe it was the uh, hug that turned Bandito off. Maybe, maybe Tony has very bad breath. <laughs> maybe. That's a good possibility. Well, Meltzer also mentions that Takeshita should be back in AEW in a couple of weeks, Jeff. How does he know he's with AEW? Isn't he still with DDT? Can, can he be a bit more? Is he going to be on loan to AEW? Ah, uh, who the fuck knows? I guess, and who the fuck cares, really? Ah, uh, I mean, you know, if he's off his DDT contract, that's interesting. But if it's just if he's just on loan to AW, I mean, he puts on good matches, but you know, he's going to be the pin eater in, you know, eight out of ten matches he's in because that's his role. He's on loan talent. If he signs an AW contract, I mean, why not? But um, I don't know. I that wouldn't be my move if I was to cash. I would probably try to sell myself to WWE as. Hey, Nakamura isn't getting any younger. Yeah, that's true. I agree. Um, in other news, though, apparently uh, during an interview with Mas Lucha again, they stood up issues with uh, Sammy and Andrade and uh, with Sammy. Andrade said Charlotte Flair is taking time off with from WWE for personal reasons. Interesting. Hmm? Okay. Maybe the personal reasons are her, her husband keeps getting into fights. <laughs> or her father's a dumbass. I mean, obviously it's not because she's pregnant because she, she, they're, they're promoting her coming back. So, yeah. True. Well, apparently also Montez Ford was seen wearing a walking boot on this week's Raw while the site didn't know if the injury was legit. Fight for her, WWE's prop department brought in the boot on Monday. Is this legit or is it not, Jeff? I'm confused now. Well, I asked you the same question last week when we did Machismo because he was wearing... or. Maybe it was Smack Talk because he was wearing the boot. I think it was Smack Talk that he was wearing the boot during, and you thought it was a work, but if it's on both nights and he wasn't on TV, I'm going to go with it's a shoot. That he's a real injury. Why else would they be off TV? Um, if it was if it was a work, you you use it as, as part of your storyline. Yeah, I agree. Um, also, we get another interesting sort of tidbit with uh, Was, which I, I, I suspect is a German publication uh Ludwig Kaiser pushed back on the rumor that WWE was planning to bury Gunther on television shortly before Vince McMahon's resignation from the company in July Kaiser said there was no indication that Vince was changing his mind about Gunther do you believe that I, I believe that there was no information with that I mean he was the he won the Intercontinental Championship under Vince's watch and he was portrayed 
pretty damn strong in NXT, you know, and I don't know. I mean, I, I, I haven't seen any reason to believe that. I mean, I know that that would be like a, something that the IWC would love to believe, you know, Vince bad, but Vince has been gone now 10 weeks. Vince bad, it's like, it's like, a, it's like a shrug already. Who, who cares? <laughs> I agree. Um, according to the Wrestling Observer, once again, Kenny Omega's contract with AEW expires on January 30th, 2023. However, AEW has the option to extend that date by nine months until the end of October because that's how much time he missed due to injury. Right. Do you think he would extend it or would he give let Kenny, you know, see if the grass is greener on the other side? What do you think will happen? I think he will extend it. Just to be a prick? I think to keep his options open. Uh, Jesus. Well, I'd rather let him, just let him go. If he doesn't want to be there anymore because of you, TK, just let the guy go, but we'll see. Um, Also, in other news, NXT stars Josh Briggs, Brooks Jensen, and Fallon Henley all competed on this week's main event taping and defeated main roster talent, leading to speculation that WB will call them up to Raw or SmackDown very soon. Are you happy with that, Jeff? I like Brooks or Briggs. I like Briggs. He's he's a big, you know, burly kind of guy, sort of a throwback cowboy type. He's not as big as JBL, but he sort of has that in him, sort of like a you know blackjack mulligan, Swede Hansen, Stan Hansen kind of build. He's young. Um I don't like his. I don't necessarily like his, his the the way he outfits himself now. The other guy, Jensen, on the other hand, he's got nothing. There's nothing going on there. <laughs> his his look is terrible. He's got the baby face. He's got the the stupid gas station attendant mustache. He's, he's got no build. He's got a, you know, Fallon Henley's fine, uh, but the, there's nothing. I mean, I don't know. I I, I think they're just having people work, but no. I mean, you brought back the Good Brothers. Uh, how many teams do you need? I, I don't know. I, it makes me unhappy. I would like I would like Briggs to have a different partner. Like I know they're all like crazy about Von Wagner, and so put Von Wagner with Briggs. That would be a, 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 an imposing team. Yeah, true. It would be. Um, still sticking with Meltzer and breaking his news. Sad, though, like like Jensen apparently is from a wrestling family. His father was a. WWE wrestler. Do you know who that, who that was? I don't was... remember, man. Okay, me either. Sorry. Right. We have to look that up. I'm sure it's it's there. Wasn't it Matt Bloom? No, that's 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 Von Wagner's father. Oh, yes, you're right. You're right. You're right. That's true. Anyway, we we'll, we can Google that, I guess, and find out. But uh, okay. Meltzer said, that's true. Meltzer said Andrade is not on good terms with AAA last year. There was a plan for Andrade to win the AAA Mega Championship from Omega, but it didn't happen perhaps due to a financial disagreement, Jeff. Um, but isn't that also a match that Omega couldn't make because he was injured? Uh, yeah, I guess. I mean, did he get stripped? Well, Meltzer also added that Andrade has interest in wrestling for New Japan Pro Wrestling, which isn't possible if he's working with AAA due to the political situation between NJPW and CMLL and AAA. Which is so silly, dude. I mean, I know that I know that that last part is true, but Andrade wanting to work in New Japan and wanting to leave AEW. I mean, he wouldn't be able to work for New Japan if he went back to WWE. So, I, I mean, 
if Andrade said, yeah, I'd like to work, work with the talent in New Japan, and I, I'd like to go go to Japan and work with those guys. I mean, of course you <laughs> keep all your doors open, but I, I mean, I think if you were to put him under sodium pentothal and say, what do you want to do? Yeah, I want to stay right here in the U.S., and, and I, you know, I want to go back to WWE and be with my wife. I think that would be... That would be the answer, unless the, the personal issue is they're getting divorced. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't surprise. They did split up for a little while, also at one point, if you remember. Um, I don't really keep up with their personal lives unless I can't well, avoid it, like, like Ty Conti, Ty Mello, and Sammy Devara. I mean, they're, they're all in your face. <laughs> True. Well, Meltzer also stated that the Young Bucks new sneaker deal, as according to Meltzer telling Wrestling Inc., that AW originally planned to promote it hard on TV. But that didn't end up happening due to their current suspension from the company. Well, Well, in other news, and um, also, this chatter about AEW's fortunes has increased after Dave Meltzer wrote on the Wrestling Observer Newsletter that the company's advanced ticket sales do not tell a good story at all, and said on Wrestling Observer Radio that people have been saying they, AEW, went from their own identity to being guys that WWE didn't want. You keep bringing in these WWE hotshot guys for a rating, and it's almost like TNA was, if you remember, Jeff. <laughs> I mean, this is what we've been saying almost from the beginning. Uh, and in the beginning, we gave them passports so like, hey, they need to, they need six or seven wrestlers who know how to wrestle, who know how to work on TV and are safe. But then they went from six or seven to 10 and 12, 15, 20, 30, 40. It, it, it's ridiculous. Um, so, no, they, they, they're TNA on steroids. They're WCW on steroids. I, I mean, I've, I've always said that AEW feels like WCW 2000, uh, you know, in, in fast forward. So, Maybe I mean, 99, it feels like, sort yeah. of. Welcome, up Dave, and down. welcome, Dave Meltzer, to uh, recognizing this three three years later. <laughs> True. <laughs> Meltzer. <laughs> well, following the angle on last week's SmackDown, PW Insider reports Max Dupree is again listed as LA Knight on WWE's internal roster, while Marseille and Mansoor and Maxine Dupree will keep working the Maximum Male Models gimmick. Well, he said so. He said so himself on SmackDown. He said, "L.A. Knight." Yeah, yeah. I, I guess. I, yeah, I, yeah. Don't know how, I don't know how he's going to explain that Maxine uh, isn't his sister, or or, or maybe or, that never happened. <laughs> right. I mean, they shouldn't have gone there with Max Dupree in the first place, but they did. The whole thing. But, yeah, but they did. <laughs> but yet they did. So is, is her real name Maxine Knight, and she changed it to uh, huh. uh, Maxine Dupree for uh, marketing purposes? I don't. I mean, we'll probably never hear. I don't know how to explain that. You just, ugh. I get it needed a net, but it was lazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, but good. LA Knight's back. That's better. For sure, I agree, man. One hundred percent. At the time of Cody Rose's injury, Jeff apparently WWE sources told Fightful Select that Vince McMahon hadn't solidified plans to have Cody win the WWE or Universal titles. McMahon was completely committed to Roman Reigns as double champ, and there was no sign he was ready to move on from that plan, apparently, Jeff. Do you buy it? I, I, I don't believe anything that anyone is saying about Vince McMahon and what his plans were. True. 
<laughs> that's true it's just rumor and innuendo but nevertheless we report it doesn't mean it's true uh speaking yeah, of other bullshit we're repeating that we're not reporting it right exactly well yeah we're not reporting we're just reading out what's going on in the wacky world of professional wrestling in terms of dirt sheets so right. yeah but anyway while brandy rhodes did work some matches apparently jeff at the performance center recently fightful says she doesn't have a wwe deal yet and warner brothers discovery have also reached out to her last month but the site doesn't know what about jeff what could it be uh, roads to the top as a single I, I i i don't know um i honestly don't know i i have no idea but she's a beautiful woman there's there's things you can do with a beautiful woman on tv um she has screen time she knows how to look into a camera without stuttering and without moving her head around and like that so there's a skill to that we're doing it right now and my head moves around and i look around and i do the you know and i blink so listen why not why why wouldn't you and i'm and then you know i'm sure it's cheaper than getting mila kunish to, to do a show for you oh god yeah right and our last sort of bit of news like a last sort of uh, bunch of news claims goldberg will not be working the upcoming crown jewel event in november but brock lesnar is currently scheduled to work the show he's gonna wrestle lashley i think that that was made clear as day last night on raw for sure i agree with that 100 percent uh also johnny Lashley Gargano, will finally get his win he'll, he'll get his I legit win it. over Brock Lesnar. i bet you he won't i bet you he won't and, and i'm pissed about that i you think i don't think so yeah. no way not not in Serbia, man yep i just don't see it well we'll see but johnny gargano is well regarded within the wb for how he handled his exit and free agency fightful select they also say that that's per fightful select by the way they also mm -hmm. say that even before Triple H took power, there was there was interest in bringing him back and onto the main roster. Jeff, do you buy that? I don't know if I do. I I don't know, but all I know is that the crowd last night at Raw felt the same way about Johnny Gargano that I do, and that is that they don't think about him. <sighs> yeah, I think so too. Also, AEW has a has a massive interest, or should I say, hard on, in in this sort of vein as apparently they got big interest in bringing Drew Robinson back in as often as possible and actually making him into a regular on AEW television per Swell. PW Insider. Swell. Swell. Just, what, just what they need, another wrestler. I mean, I mean, yeah, fine. Clutter, clutter up your roster more and pretend that it's Forbidden Door with New Japan. Just, just keep pretend. going. It's all good. It's fun. It's all fun. It's fun. It's yeah. all fun. Absolutely. That's awesome. Juice Robinson. He, well, Juice Robinson's a good wrestler. He's he's got a little size on him. Um, you know, whatever. It's, well, there's plenty plenty of time for all 197 of their wrestlers. <laughs> for sure. Uh the wrestling observer news also reports that Gabe Sapelski's new role with WWE is as creative team consultant for the main roster. Jeff, is he gonna be as much of a consultant? As Triple H is, would he even be listening to him? I don't know. Yeah, who cares? Also, yeah, Risk um, Observer reports. What, I mean, did you want to say anything about it? it 
I mean, I know Gabe Sapolsky was involved with Ring of Honor in the early days, and I know that he did Evolve for a while, and people loved Evolve, but the kind of the same people who love Evolve are also the same people who love Johnny Gargano and, and love Ring of Honor from 2005. Um, so, you know, I don't know if he still can tell stories. I didn't watch Evolve, so I don't know if he can do wrestling stories and if he, if he, can, do, if he can be a continuity manager. They desperately need that. So, someone to handle things like, how do you explain the Maxine Dupree in L.A. Knight are not really brother and sister? They are, but they have different names or whatever it is. Uh, or, you know, make the decision. Yeah, it's well, not a big enough story. Nobody cares. Well, remember Jason Jordan and Kurt Angle? I mean, yeah, exactly. I mean, the, the, all, all sorts of things. And this is this is not just a WWE thing. These things get dropped in the AEW and, and lots of wrestling promotions and, uh, you know, drive some of us crazy. I and mean, people still are talking about, who were the ninjas and who hung Sami Zayn upside down? And, you know, what happened to Shaquille O'Neal and the ambulance, <laughs> you know, and in that match? So um, I don't know. I, I mean, do I think he's going to have as much influence as Triple H? Of course not. For sure. Facts. Also, the Observer touched on Tony D'Angelo's injury. The last word was that he would be out for six to eight weeks, apparently, Jeff. Yeah, so it, it didn't look like it was storyline. So, well, apparently it isn't is storyline, but six to eight weeks isn't, I mean, isn't a terrible injury. Sounds like maybe a, a strain, not a sprain. So, uh, tough break for him. This is the second sort of minor injury he's had to a joint. Uh, he had one with his elbow when they were doing the, the cactus, the uh, grapefruit loop there. Um, hopefully he's okay. Hopefully. What, what um, else is next? Well, yeah, true. There's not much more to really say other than what you just said. But last but not least, Jeff, we got Carl Anderson has at least one New Japan date left after returning to WWE. Reports went around yesterday afternoon that Carl Anderson and Luke Gallows would be making their way back to WWE to stand by AJ Styles' side. Since they had, the trio had recently been doing something in Washington, D.C. And since Anderson is the reigning never-open-weight champion for New Japan Pro Wrestling, the assumption was that the Good Brothers slash OC duo wouldn't show up on Raw for at least a few more weeks. But now we know that that assumption was wrong making an ass out of you and, and whatnot. Because Gallows and Anderson showed up on last night's episode teaming with Souls to kick the Judgment Day's asses and send Finn Balor running like a scalded dog. The well, it's Japan interesting. It's Jeff. I mean, it's more. Uh, you know, what a, you know, I don't care about the Good Brothers, but it, it's interesting that they brought them back. We talked about it earlier. Um, it's it's interesting in what it says about the lack of power of Kenny and the Bucks and Don Callis and and that whole group. From you know, probably Adam Cole and you know the Red Dragon. I mean, I'm sure they were all you know friendly Nakazawa, the whole the whole bunch of them. Um, but it is interesting that Triple H is bringing people on and letting them honor their commitments. I mean, it used to be WWE. You either finished your stuff and then you came to us uh, or not at all. And, you know, I mean, Anderson has, was the never open weight championship, something yes. like that? Well, there's a bit more here. Apparently, it goes on to say, Gallows will be wrestling on this week's episode of New Japan Strong. It's a timely bit of promotional luck, but the match was taped last month, so it doesn't really tell us that much. But the bigger right. issue is, though, Jeff, is Anderson and his title. New Japan updated the card. He's supposed to defend the belt on this morning and his match with Bullet Cubs Hikaleo is still listed second for November 5th Battle Autumn in Osaka 
Presumably, Anderson will drop the title there and focus on being a WWE superstar again. Under Vince McMahon's leadership, it wasn't unheard of for a newly signed wrestler to finish their commitments elsewhere. This is probably just Triple H allowing Machine Gun to do the same thing. But if he did allow the Good Brothers to continue to work sporadically in Japan and after their impact contract expired, Anderson told Sports Illustrated that he and Gallows had verbally agreed upon dates with New Japan Pro Wrestling for an extended period of time. It would certainly send a message to future free agents weighing a decision between AEW and WWE. I I don't know. I I don't know if this is just a one-time thing or if it's more than that. It's fun to game plan it out and to speculate that all of a sudden Triple H is going to do the whole Forbidden Door and all of that. Um, I mean, people said, you read there that it wasn't unusual for Vince to let that happen. I mean, it wasn't unusual for Vince to let that happen in the 80s. I I don't think about more recently than that. I could be wrong. I don't really know. But I don't remember ever hearing, you know, him being a big softy. You know, back in the day, you know, the the territories used to be much more cooperative that way. um, And, in fact, help each other by loaning out talent and trading talent when they got stale um, or when there was an injury angle or whatever. But Vince, basically, since the late 80s on, has been doing everything he could to build a monopoly. So I, I can't imagine that was a reason thing. I don't know if Triple H is... I know that he wants to create more of an international footprint. I can't see him doing that because his plan is to do NXT Europe, NXT Mexico, and NXT Asia, which I'm sure will be headquartered in Japan. So why would he want to have good relations with um, New Japan unless he thinks he can pry them away from AEW? And even then... Why would he really want to? Why would he? Why would he care? I, I, I don't know. I, I, I think I think they're just letting the guy do one more bout. Or it wouldn't surprise me if Anderson couldn't do it and we and he got stripped of the title and New Japan just made a different match. Give it to Juice Robinson. Oh, no, please, please not. But I think Jeff, I think we've covered all the major news of the week for now, man. I think unless there's anything else we've missed. Is there anything yeah. else we've missed? Does that cover everything? I think they, I mean, you know, of note that there was a DX reunion without Billy Gunn. Apparently permission was asked and it was denied by Tony Khan. Uh, and that there's more people outwardly speculating or talking about AW withholding in- injury inf- info and being especially bad about talking about concussions. Oh, interesting interesting indeed well Jeff tell them where they can find you man you can often find me here on the PWC uh, next to Jimmy T over here um, my Twitter is right below my uh, both of my chins and uh, you can find my other wrestling podcasts with Big Daddy Cool it's called Hammerlock Hangover it is here on the PWC as well. And uh, my non-wrestling podcasts are Garden of Doom and Garden Views. This is a very special spooktober celebrating Halloween all month long. Kicked it off with an interview with uh, a voodoo priestess. Uh, we've done uh, scary spooky tales from Asia. Next, uh, well, tomorrow probably spooky scary tales from Africa. Had someone talk about cannibal giants in North America around the Great Lakes this past weekend. And that's just the beginning of, of all the spooky stuff. Ooh, recorded a show on Nazis and the occult. Mm-hmm. 
That's right. I, I also recorded a show for Garden News, which was more topical on death and taxes and estate taxes, which is very scary. But you know what? I may push that into November and just stick with all the funds, scary stuff. You can still get scared in November about taxes. Ah, damn. And before we do go, you actually, know, you, you were looking forward to the taxes show. I was. I am actually. No, no doubt about it. But before we do go, I just wanted to point out. Did you watch GGP, our boy GGP, Greek God Papadon, on AEW Dark and Dark Elevation this week, Jeff? The answer to that is no across the board. I don't know what a GG Papadon is. I don't watch AEW Dark. I don't watch AEW uh, Dark uh, Elevation. But you know what we did forget to mention is that, wow, Women of Wrestling, uh, the, the ratings of their first two weeks have come out, which is a, just an aggregate of all of those the syndicated stations. But in week one, they did 281,000 viewers. In week two, they wow. did 273,000 viewers, which is wow. three times more than three times what Impact does. Holy shit. That's actually quite good, man. That's way higher than even I would have thought. Yeah. And by the way, on, on one of their shows, they had less than 16 minutes of aggregate actual in-ring wrestling. So everyone <laughs> who's yelling at WWE and AEW... Well, you only have so much women's wrestling, or or you had you might have had six matches, but you had eighteen minutes of wrestling. You have an entire women's TV wrestling show, and they only had fifteen minutes plus of wrestling on one of their episodes. Somebody told them they're Man. trying for more of a lucha on the ground vibe. I don't know. The matches were pretty long in lucha on the ground, so I don't know what they're talking about. I don't watch Who's it, and I'm not going to, so I can't really comment further. I just I just find it ironic. Well, we've got a comment in the chat by Christopher Paul. Um, and he says, Do you guys think Jericho will return to WWE if even just for a Hall of Fame introduction? Jeff, what do you think? Yes, but I think at this point, it's going to be a while. I think we're talking like five to ten years from now. I don't, I don't think it's, I don't, I don't think the event arises on that as quick. Also, he goes on to say Kevin Owens should be the one to induct him if so. Do you agree with that, Jeff? I mean, they did great work together, but Chris Jericho has 30 years in this business, so there's probably a lot of people that he's closer with than Kevin Owens that we don't know about. But I don't know. It should be who Chris Jericho wants to induct him. I mean, he had a lot of close friends. Unfortunately, a lot of them are dead. But, I mean, I think probably Rey Mysterio is probably someone that should be considered to induct him. I think they've worked together almost from day one. Yes, that's true. They go way back... To the days of Mexico, even actually, Jeff. Yeah, but Kevin Owens would be great. I mean, I'm sure Kevin Owens will give a fucking uproarious speech. I 100% agree. And as far as my uh, opinion about Jericho coming back for a Hall of Fame introduction, if WWE were dead serious about it, I think uh, I think that he would actually come back just to be inducted in the Hall of Fame if TK allows it. Um, also, Christopher says in the chat, you guys have become my favorite wrestling podcast. Thanks for the show. Much love, dudes. Thank that's you, Chris. The Abs- Thank you. Yeah, that's that's very touching and uh, very good to know. I mean, I mean, we are called the you know the podcast's favorite podcast after all, and hopefully uh, everyone else catches on too because I think we do a mighty fine job here at the PwC Network. But thank you once again. Um, you know what? Let's take it home anyway, Jeff. So please, if you want to follow me on Twitter, you can at DJ Mass Effects and at the PWC Network. Also, like and subscribe right here at the PWCnetwork.podbean.com where you can find not only my shows, but Jeff's also and ours. And also for five bucks, 
Subscribe to channelattitude.com where you can find me and Jeff or me and Chris or me and Kev or Jago, whoever. Talk AEW and specifically Rampage for five bucks every Friday night. Also, please like subscribe at aminmediagroup.pumping.com where you can check out all our affiliate podcasts right there, including Jeff's and at theblowerpod.com and the PW Hustle. In saying that, I'm Jimmy T. He's Evil Dose, Jeff Lippman, and you've been listening and watching the PWC Extra right here on the PWC Network. See yous. Stay evil, my friend. Big sight. <laughs> New paint. Go, go. Big sight. Yeah. Y'all know how this shit go. You know. All eyes on me. Oh, <laughs> Roll up in the club Era. and shit. All eyes on me. On me. You know what? I bet you got it twisted. You don't know who to trust. So many player hating niggas trying to sound like us. Say they ready for the funk, but I don't think they know it. Straight to the depths of hell is where those cowards going. Well, all you still down, nigga, holler when you see me. And let these devils suck for the day they finally freed me. I got a caravan of niggas every time we ride. Hitting motherfuckers up when we pass by. Until I die, live a life of a boss player. Cause even when I'm hot, fuck with me and get Later, the future's in my eyes. Cause all I want is cash and things. A five double low bins, want flashy brains. Uh, bitches pursue me like a dream. Been known to disappear before your eyes. It's like a dope thing. It seems my main thing was to be major. Paid the game sharper than the motherfucking razor blade. Save money, bring bitches. Bitches bring lies. One nigga's getting jealous and motherfuckers die. Depend on me like the first and fifteen. They might hold me for a second, but these folks won't get me. We got four niggas and low riders and ski masks screaming. Well, I survived.
till I die. Come on, let's picture the possibility. Giving me charges. Lawyers making a grip. I told a judge I was raised wrong. And that's why I blame shit. Was hyper as a kid. Old as a teenager. On my mobile calling big shots. On a teenager. Packing hundreds in my drawers. Fuck the law. Bitches, I fuck with a passion. I'm living rough and raw. Catching cases at a fast rate. Rolling in the fast lane. Hustle till the morning. Never stop until the cash came. Live my life as a thug, nigga. Until the day I die. Live my life as a boss player. Cause even getting high. Shit. I put the top down, now it's time to floss my shit Keep your head up, nigga, make these motherfuckers suffer Up in the bins, burning rubber The money is mandatory, the hoes is for the stress This criminal lifestyle, he with the bulletproof vest Make sure your eyes is on the meal ticket Get your money, motherfucker, let's get rich and real Kick it all eyes on me Live the life as a thug, nigga, cause the day I die Live the life as a boss player, all eyes on me This is, this is Papa Don, the Greek god. Papa, is that one name, two names? Uh, one. One name. Yeah. Look it, at this. It might be Papa John or Papa Don. <laughs> Woo. The bell rings. We didn't get time for an official word from Dasha. I, uh, I, look I, at I, this. You're, you're loving this. I'm absolutely. That's how you want to start a, start a match. Come on. Well, think of Papa Don, not shy, came right at him. Right. Came right at him. Was like a say, fool. Papa Don delivers, but not this Papa Don. Ah. Ooh. <laughs> well, it, it, this, uh, here might, we go. Might be part oh, look of the, at him. I'm not spoke too soon. Yeah. Real aggressive with the kicks, though. The only problem is with a talent like Lance Archer, he likes that kind of intensity. He likes it. It just warms oh. him up. We saw Lance last week decimate oh. cheeseburger. Papa Don all over yeah, me. Yeah, he turned poor cheeseburger into smashburger. <laughs> cheeseburger. A little ground meat. Uh-oh. He's looking to end it right here. They're looking for the blackout. Papa Donnie, a 20-plus-year veteran. making Papa, Papa Don real feisty. Returned. Whoa! Wow. Right in the face! Got Lance Archer down to a knee. That's, Whoa! Am I the only one who's surprised here? A, a little bit? Surprised I, in what? Oh, God, never mind. I think I'm back. I think I'm back. Well, you know, they call that a clothesline, or they call that a lariat. Woo! That, that's more along lines of, I think, what I might have been expecting. La coup de corne à linge, as we say in French. Oh, that's uh, beautiful. What? La coup de corne à linge. Yeah, bonjour. 
That's more French than I know. It's Archer. Rip his head. What? Well, I don't know about that. No! We'll get taken off of YouTube. Oh! Uh, see, now that's a quality maneuver I like to see Lance Archer do. <laughs> the big jump. That's one of my three moves. I love it. In the corner, oh, a big squisher. It's always amazing me, a guy of Lance Archer's size with that speed. He moves like an NFL lineman. Come on, get out of the way, Papa! Come on, Papa! Papa don't preach. Papa might not be doing much anything after after this one. Well, you quick, know, you just come up with that just now? Oh. I admire the fight in Papa Don, but he's in there with a murder hawk monster. And he came out of the gates real hot. And, and that's to have any chance. You gotta give Papa Don credit. That you gotta punch a guy like this in the mouth to take Here we a go. chance. Well, you're gonna get respect, that's for sure. Kick to the, the knee. Smart. Went to the knee, that's that better oh, yeah, Papa chop. Don. And, and take this, the wheels out. This is why he's been around for 20 years, because he's fearless. This is what you were talking about, Paul, though. He loves the intensity of it. It he fired does. him up. It's almost like a shot of espresso for Lance Archer. <laughs> oh, we're going to play rough now. Yay! Oh. There it is! He may be playing with his food to, to bar your expression, oh, he, Paul. He, he definitely plays Does Papa not even know what he's doing at this point? He just rolled out of the ring. I, I, well, just that's smart maneuver. When you're in that kind of trouble, you can't get pinned on the floor. That's a good point. Up and over, sunset flip here. Nice athleticism by Papa Don. Hey, Papa, Papa Don's in this match, guys. He absolutely is. The smarts may be coming to an end. <laughs> that's smart. number two of my three moves. Has he been in the dojo with you? I guess, apparently. He must have been watching my old tapes. The ones that were on Betamax. <laughs> Uh-oh. Looking for it here. Looking for the blackout. Two weeks in a row. This might be a deciding move. Blackout. Two. Woo. Winner of this match, the Murder Hawk Monster, Lance Archer. The other thing when I look at Lance Archer, his his athletic ability and his intensity, this guy is one or two matches away from having championship gold here in AEW. Take a look at that right this there. opportunity, look at the speed and the impact he drives that court. And then his impressive power, that's all over. To that's what I was saying, French, au revoir. Au revoir. Wow, am I the only one that doesn't Salut. know French? Salut, bonsoir, hey, listen, as a giant, you have to know some French or you're gonna get burned. <laughs> Lance Archer, your victor here on Dark Elevation. Two weeks in a row, two victories in a row for Archer. The Machine, Brian Cage, representing the embassy with Prince Nana in his corner in action next. is set for one fall with a 20 minute time limit. Introducing first, accompanied to the ring by Prince Nana. From Chico, California, weighing 272 pounds, the machine, Brian Cage. Brian Cage, a very, very impressive competitor, a former member of Team Taz, though things didn't work out, but Taz, I think even you'd admit, a great get for Prince Nana in the embassy. Oh, there's no doubt about it. I, I mean, I, you know, listen, got to sing the praises of Cage for sure. His opponent already in the ring, Papa Don. And for Prince Nana, you know, uh, Prince Nana likes to say, we're in the money, we're in. We heard him on that, right? And he's right. You're in the money with a guy like Brian Cage for sure. Yeah, it was. Uh, I've made a lot of money off Brian Cage, my friend, when I was man, a lot of money, bro. It was six nights ago, Brian Cage 
at the Dynamite Anniversary Edition. Had an incredible match with Wardlow for the TNT Championship. And speaking of Dynamite, tomorrow night, AEW makes our debut in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. Live at 8, 7 Central on TBS, it'll be Jungle Boy Jack Perry taking on his former tag team partner, Luchasaurus. Daddy-ass Billy Gunn goes one-on-one -on -one with Swerve Strickland and the main event for the Ring of Honor World Championship, Chris Jericho and the American Dragon, Brian Danielson, all that and so much more live from Toronto tomorrow night on Dynamite. Oh, nice shot there by Pappy Don with that kick. Good reversal by Cage. What's the machine up to here? Swing and a miss by Cage. Papa Don comes through the T. Harris and Cage. Oh, spills to the outside. I think actually that may have been a good move by Cage. His momentum was about to get him hung up in the ropes. Yeah, but Cage was agile enough. He was. What's this now? To get through, but Papa Don. Oh, Papa Don a little overzealous and Cage made a pay. Cage, I mean, for uh, I know this guy's offense. Uh, when he's hurt, which is rare that you can hurt him. That's why he's the machine. And his timing is always phenomenal, except for that right there. That, that wasn't good, but, <laughs> you know, he got nailed with the kick, but it's tough to hurt Brian. He's so powerful. And Papadon leaping off the ropes. Brian Cage, the rib breaker, and Cage, oh, hoisting up. Papadon, Jeff Valley driver, he spiked him. That was Impact City. One, two, oh no, Papadon makes it to the bottom rope. Impressive on the kick out. And I thought, you know, I mean, listen, I mean, I, let's take a look at this here. You see how hard. Watch this. Definitely right on the back of the head. I mean, for that man to kick out was uh, definitely hard to do, but he was able to do it. Yeah, big impact, but uh, Papadon, very experienced. He's been around a while. He's been in some deep water, but maybe not with an athlete the likes of Brian Cage. Yeah, there's only one Brian Cage, so, you know, you're not going to, to your point, you're not going to find too many guys like the machine. He's not a, a guy, he's a machine. Yeah. But this guy, this man's a veteran. Papa Don, he's fighting back with that rising knee strike nailed him. And, you know, whenever you see a man fall backwards like that, a man or a woman fall backwards like that, I mean, it's you're stunned. Yeah, yeah knee absolutely. Strike. Definitely. And now the cage, the body slam, and cover. Two. Again, kicking out. Yeah, Papa Don with that warning track power, but. Brian Cage, I mean, he is just all power. Well, you can tell just by the facial expressions of Brian Cage, he's not sweating this guy, even though the man is kicking out and doing some impressive stuff. He's showing toughness. And now Brian Cage, the hammer throw into the corner. Papa Don, oh, elevates up and over the machine. Discus Lariat misses. Papa Don, kick to the outside of the leg, kick to the chest. Papa Don, string it together, some combination strikes. Brian Cage, though, absorbing him. You gotta hit him harder than that. And he's hitting him hard, but you gotta bring it even harder than that. Oh, Cage. Covered up too quick. Yeah, he bought the uh, the feint. Had a knee kicked out from underneath him. Watch out, Brian. Ooh. Pop it on, man. That was more of like a toe kick to the sternum. That can knock the wind out of you. You get caught in the sternum, then in your spine. And pop it on. I think he may think he has Cage right where he wants him to miss. Brian Cage. Rolls Papadon through. Papadon a little disoriented. He turned his back to his opponent, but oh no! Cage sent face first in that middle turnbuckle pad. Papadon up to the middle rope, the uppercut. And Papadon, wow, this is a little stunning, Taz. Yeah, it really is stunning. I'm surprised, but let's see if Cage can get himself out of harm's way. I think he might right now. Oh, the water wheel drops. Cage. 
just muscles up Papadon. So hard to do that. Gets him in the fireman's carry. Turns him inside out. And Papadon staggered. Brian Cage maybe thinking drill claw here. Papadon may already be out. Yeah, I think the match is just about Whoa. to be over. Oof. There's the <laughs> drill claw. Cage covers and gets the win. Winner of this match, Brian Cage. Oh, Papadon put up a good fight for sure, but man, you got to bring your lunch, your dinner, the late night snack, bring the whole kit caboodle. If you want to take down the machine, Prince Nana, you're in the money, my man. He is in the money. A big win for Brian Cage of the Embassy here tonight on AEW Dark.
The PWC Network. What the world is watching and listening to.